Welcome back to Weekly Dose of Serotonin. I'm your host, Sarah, and I apologize for being gone for two weeks. Was it two weeks? I don't remember. Um, Time got away from me. I don't actually really know what happened, but suddenly I was like, oh, I don't think I've recorded in a while. Um, Anyway, my goal is to really make it to 100 episodes. I feel like that would just make me happy. I could keep going after that if I wanted to, but my real goal is to make it to 100 episodes. So I'm really just trying to crack along, but I keep, uh, I keep taking long breaks. Anyway, um, yeah, I asked a friend for advice on what to talk about today. It wasn't really advice. I just said, I'm going to record tonight. What should I talk about? And she had an excellent idea, um, as she always does. And she said that I should talk about things that were embarrassing in elementary school that are no longer embarrassing when you look back on them. And I think that's excellent because I think we all have those moments. Like the second she said that, like two, at least two different things immediately came to mind. So we're just going to share some embarrassing elementary school stories. I only could really think of two or three off the top of my head. I think if I really delved in deeper, I could think of more. Um, but this is actually, I just thought of something. This is not embarrassing. I'm not embarrassed by this, but, um, I did comment on TikTok, a TikTok recently. We talked about, I talked about this with friends a couple weeks ago. How I don't really talk that, I don't really comment that much, but when I do comment on somebody's TikTok and I get recognition for it, I just feel so validated. Like I'm the funniest person on earth. And, um, there was some... TikTok that someone posted, I couldn't think of that word, um, posted that uh, she was like saying like, this is what people thought that like, little girls, like 10 year old girls were writing in their diaries, like, oh my gosh, I love like unicorns and Barbies and whatever else. Then she's like, this is what we were really writing. And then she was like, acting out like super unhinged dialogue. Um, and being like, oh my gosh, I hate my sister so much because she tattled on me. And I commented because I remembered something from my childhood. And I commented that I used to write like pages about how much I hated my sister. Um, and then I would leave it on her bed for her to read. So in my diary, I would write like, I would seriously write like two or three pages that were just like, I hate and then my sister's name. I hate, I hate, I hate. And then I'd be like, she's so annoying. She's the worst. I hate her so much. She's the worst sister ever. Like mean things. And then I would leave it on her bed so that she would read it. Um, And people, there were a few people that were like, that is so savage, which I was like, didn't other people do that? Like, surely I'm not the only person who did that. That's not that crazy to me. That seems pretty normal little sister behavior in my opinion. But then somebody was like, do you still hate her? I've got to ask. And I was like, I never hated her. <laughs> like, that, those were all lies. I was mad in the moment because she probably told me to, like, clean up my side of the room. Or she probably, like, I probably told her, like, oh, my gosh, I think so-and-so is really cute. And then she told our parents. And they were like, Sarah, you have a crush. And then I was like, I told you that I'm confident. So that's probably why I was upset. Because I would get so mad about stuff like that. And I feel like that's how all, like, kids are. Especially, like, younger siblings. Because the older siblings are like, oh my gosh, how cute. They're doing this childish stuff. 
And then they like tell other people about it. And you're like, why did you betray my confidence? And why did you make me feel so stupid? And so you're mad about it in that moment. And so I would write about how much I hated her and leave it on her bed. But like two seconds later, we were friends. Like two seconds later, we were like, let's go shopping together. Or I'm making this snack. Do you want one too? Or like, let's go watch this movie that we love. You know, so (laughs) whoever commented that, I genuinely wanted to be like, do you have siblings? And if so, what's your kind of relationship like with them? Because I was like, me and my sister, me, I'm good friends with all of my siblings. So, and I said really unhinged and awful things to them when we were kids. And then five seconds later, we would be besties again. So, anyway. Um, if you did stuff like that too, let me know. Because suddenly I was like, is that not normal sibling behavior? <laughs> because I felt like it was. Um... If you hear something hitting against my door, it's just the vacuum, the automatic robot vacuum cleaner. Yet again, this happens all the time, but it sounds so loud to me. I don't know if you can hear it through the recording, but in case you hear what sounds like banging on my bedroom door, it's because I'm in my bedroom and I'm trying to get away from this robot vacuum cleaner and it won't let me be alone. (laughs) It literally sounds like somebody is banging on my door trying to come in. Anyway, um, yeah, so I would leave it on her bed and then she would look at it, of course, and then she would tattle to my mom about it and she'd be like, mom, Sarah's writing all this mean stuff about me and I would get in trouble for writing mean stuff, but she would also get in trouble for reading it, even though she was like, she left it on my bed and my mom would be like, you still shouldn't have read it. Well, our mom, I guess we have the same mom. Um, she'd be like, you shouldn't have read it anyways, even if she left it on the bed, on your bed. And so anyway, she would always get in trouble for reading it. I would always get in trouble for writing it. And to be honest, it felt worth it that I got in trouble because she also got in trouble and she got her feelings hurt. So it felt like a win-win to me. Um, after like, it worked a few times And then after a little bit, she wised up and just wouldn't read it and would just throw it back on my bed. Or if she did read it, she wouldn't say anything. She knew that I wouldn't, (laughs) I wouldn't get in enough trouble to stop. Um, And I think she also knew I didn't actually mean it because she would just, we would just always be friends again. So anyway, it's fine. Everything's fine. It was just, it was just making me laugh that everybody was like, oh my gosh, this is so savage. I can't believe it. Do you still hate your sister? And I was like... I never hated my sister. This is just normal sibling behavior, right? (laughs) Somebody tell me that's normal sibling behavior because I feel like jumping from like mortal enemies to best friends within the second, like within the space of 30 seconds is normal sibling behavior. That's how it was in my house. At least I said the most unhinged, horrible things to my brother, like horrible, horrible things to my brother about how much I hated him. And then like, We would be, like, fighting, yelling, screaming at each other, and then we would, like, stop, and my mom would be like, go to your rooms or whatever, and we would be in our rooms for, like, two seconds. I remember being in my room for, like, 30 seconds, and then my brother would appear in my doorway and be like, I'm really bored. Do you want to go play? And I was like, yeah, okay. And it was fine, and it was like nothing ever happened, and we were great. So, and then we all, and then we all grew up, and we all grew out of these, the, like, petty arguments where you're telling each other you hate each other, you grow up, you grow past that. We didn't insult each other anymore. We didn't say we hated each other anymore. And then the arch nemesis 
failed away, fell away, and we were just friends. I feel like that's normal. Anyway, that was one, that was the intro into um, elementary school stories, I guess, since I really only did that in elementary school. By the end of elementary school, even before, I think, I don't remember really doing that past, like, yeah, probably like sixth, fifth or sixth grade was kind of, I had grown out of that phase. Mm, Fifth might be by sixth grade, (laughs) by around the time that I was like 11, 12 years old. I don't remember doing that that often where I lashed out so much. I learned to regulate and process my emotions, I guess, to a degree. Um, Anyway, so let's jump into some elementary school stories. Also because I really should not have started recording this yet because I'm really just thinking about the last 30 minutes that I have of the season, this show that I have a favorite. Um, why did I say favorite in such a weird way? I have a favorite nature documentary person. Um, he's like a nature documentary host person. I don't know what you would call it. Nature expert, animal expert. Anyway, I have a favorite and he came out with a new show yesterday, two days ago. Anyway, it's short. It's only six episodes and I'm almost done. I'm on the last episode and I have like 20 minutes left. And I was like, I'll save that for when I'm eating dinner. But now I'm like, who am I kidding? I wish that I was just watching it right now. But also the things that he does are like so, they're the normal things that any animal expert or nature documentary person would be doing. But they just seem, when I think about it, like when I think about like, could I do that stuff too? The answer is a clear no, because I'm not fit to be around wild creatures in any way. Um, But like, they were like camping in a tree, like in just like a tent hanging from a tree, just casually. And they were like, this is so great. No, it's not actually. That would terrify me. Terrify me. Anyway, um, this last episode is about the ocean, which as you all should know by now also terrifies me, but I'm very, very interested in. So yeah, he's looking for, I don't actually remember what he's looking for. But something in the ocean. So we'll see if he finds it. Well, I will. Directly after finishing recording this, I will be putting that back on and finishing it before I go get food. Anyway, back into my stories. So the first story I thought of when my friend said, gave me the idea for this episode, was when I walked into a boy's bathroom. So basically in the elementary school I went to... um, the kindergartners, this is probably the case for a lot of elementary schools, but the elementary school I went to had a separate bathroom for just kindergartners. So like other people could use it. It's not like it was like off limits, but it was right by the kindergarten building area. And it was kind of out of the way just because of how it was set up. The kindergarten was kind of a little separate with its own little playground and then bathrooms like right there. But the rest of the classes were kind of farther away. So there were closer bathrooms to all of the other classrooms. So that's why it was mostly just for like mostly just the kindergarten bathroom. Because wherever you were other than by the kindergarten classrooms, there was usually a bathroom that was closer to you. Does that even make sense? I don't even know how I'm saying this. In my head, it makes sense. But as it's coming out of my mouth, it doesn't feel like it makes sense. 
Basically, all you need to know is there's a bathroom that was close to the kindergarten classrooms. So kindergartners used it all the time. But if you were not a kindergartner, then you probably weren't close enough to use it often. Okay. All right. I think that makes sense. When I was a first grader, I'm pretty sure it was first grade. It might have been second, but I think it was first grade. Um, For some reason, we were over near that part of campus campus as if it's a massive massive school anyways for some reason we were over near those bathrooms I don't remember what was going on I think maybe we were like in PE and we were doing like an outdoor PE or something and we happened to be in like fields near there anyway so I needed to go to the bathroom so I was like I'll just run to the kindergarten bathrooms it was also like at a time of day when I knew the kindergartners were not gonna be in there like it wasn't like their recess or lunch or whatever so I was like I'll run in there no one should be in there not that it would matter if anyone was but I was like it'll be really quick because it should be empty I can just go to the bathroom real quick and come back so I ran over there and for some reason in my head I didn't I thought like I remember these bathrooms and I remember which side the girls bathroom is on versus the boys So I didn't check the signs. Now I do. Ever since then, I triple check the signs before I go into any public restroom. But I was like, I know that like in my head, I was like, I know that this is the girl's bathroom. So I didn't even give it like a second thought to even just like look and see if it was or not. But I walk into the bathroom and there is a man. He was a he was the janitor. There's a man in there fixing something cleaning something I don't really know what he was doing because I just remember walking in and being like why is a grown man in the girl's bathroom like I was just confused I I immediately recognized that he was the janitor so then it kind of was like oh he must be fixing something but I was like we also have we had a male janitor and a female janitor so I was like kind of confused as to why he was in there instead of the female janitor um also then I started to clock that this bathroom looked different than I remember bathrooms looking and he looked up right in that moment and he went what are you doing in here this is the boys bathroom and I was mortified when I tell you I was mortified I truly mean it from the bottom of my soul I don't think up until that point in my life I had ever known what embarrassment truly felt like Now looking back on it, if I walked into a men's restroom now and someone was like, what are you doing in here? I'd be like, oops, my bad. And I would turn around and walk out and I wouldn't even care. It wouldn't like I wouldn't like stay up at night thinking about it. It probably I'd forget about it soon afterward. But in that moment, I was so mortified that I was in the boys bathroom. I thought it was the end of the world. And I turned around so fast to leave And this boy, whose name is Cody, I am positive I've told this story before. This boy named Cody, who was in my class, was standing right there. And he was like, yeah, Sarah, what are you doing in the boys' bathroom? And I was like, (gasps) and it's because I was like, this janitor is not going to say anything, obviously. But Cody could. Cody knows my secret now. And so I sprinted in shame from the restroom. And then I went to the bathroom and the girls bathroom but I was positive that Cody was going to tell everyone that he saw me in the bathroom because I remember Cody being really annoying I don't know why I thought that but I do remember like I don't remember any instances of him actually being annoying I don't actually really remember much about him other than that this singular memory 
But I remember that he was in my class and I remember that I thought he was annoying even then. Like, I remember walking out and being like, of all people to see me in here, of course it has to be Cody. Of course he's going to make fun of me. He's going to tell everybody. Everyone's going to make fun of me for going into the bathroom, (laughs) which I should have clocked at that point in my life that, like, no one else pays attention to you as much as you think they do. Because guess what? Cody didn't tell anybody. Or if he did, nobody else cared. Because not one person came up to me to be like, did you go in the boys' bathroom? Oh my gosh, I heard you went in the boys' bathroom. That's so embarrassing. Nobody said anything to me about it. Cody never even did anything ever again. Like, he never, like, it's not like he, like, looked at me and was like, <laughs> you know, like, grinning and being like, I know what you did. He did not even, like, it like didn't even phase him. He did not say one thing about it to me ever again. And I went to school with this kid for another two years. So... Like, I guess Cody was not that bad. Thanks, Cody. Shout out to you. But I should have realized at that point in my life that I was not as important as I thought I was, (laughs) like, in other people's lives. Because nobody ever mentioned anything. And yet I was humiliated and mortified for years. I mean, after, like, a few days and no one said anything, I was like, oh, okay, like, Cody's not going to say anything. Nobody's going to know. It's not a big deal. Um, so I wasn't like worried in that sense for a very long time, but I do remember for the next few years, like I would think about it sometimes if I would walk past that bathroom, I'd think about it and I'd be like, oh my gosh, that was so embarrassing. And even now to this day, I still will like triple check to make sure I'm walking into the women's restroom. Um, but that's mostly just cause I don't want to walk in and see men peeing in urinals. That sounds disgusting. So that's also why. But yeah, that was so embarrassing to me at that time. And now as an adult, I think back and even like probably by like junior high, I was kind of over it. And I was like, why was I so embarrassed by that? But at the time I was so embarrassed. Um, The other thing that I remember being really embarrassed by was in third grade, I believe. And we were packing up our desks and like it was like the last day of school. We were packing up our desks and my desk was kind of one of those ones that was like an open face desk, if that makes sense. So there's like the wood on top and then it was like metal and then you didn't like lift up the top for things inside. It was just like there was like this open side that you could like put your like books and notebooks and pencils and stuff just right in. There's no like it wasn't covered. It was just like an open face, I guess. I don't know how else to describe that. Um... I dropped something on the floor and so I bent down to pick it up and I guess I don't or didn't have the best depth perception because I was not far enough away from my desk. I thought that I was, I was not and I leaned down really fast and I hit my face on my desk like really, really hard Um, and so like the top part where the wood is hit me right on the nose, like the bridge of my nose and then the bottom metal part hit my teeth my front teeth and so it hit like my face really I hit my face against it really hard and my nose started bleeding and so the nurse or the my teacher was like you need to go see the nurse you probably need like a band-aid on there or something and I don't think my teeth were bleeding I did chip my tooth and I do still have a chipped tooth no one would be able to see it because it's so small um the like chip I can feel it still to this day I am feeling it right now, actually. 
um, just to make sure it's still there. But yeah, I still have a chip tooth. Nobody could ever, ever see it. It does not like affect the way that I speak or anything like that. So it's irrelevant, but it did chip my tooth. So it kind of like hurt my face. And then I was bleeding from my nose where the wood corner hit me. Um, so yeah, my teacher was like, go to, I remember seeing the little chip of my tooth on the ground, actually. It was like a tiny, tiny little sliver, but I was like, I think, cause as a kid, I could feel a little bit more, even though your teeth don't grow. Cause this was, that was like my adult tooth in third grade. So I don't know why, but I feel like I remember it being more noticeable as a kid for myself. Maybe I just got used to it. Anyway, um, I went to the nurse's office. She did not have any more like small band-aids. So she gave me this huge, huge band-aid for my nose. And it was so, I don't know why, but as a kid, I thought it was so embarrassing. And I was like, this is so huge. And so I just kind of like walked slowly back to class and could tell that it had stopped bleeding. But even by the time she put it on, it was kind of not bleeding that much anymore. And so I just like ripped the band-aid off and threw it away before I went back into class and when I got back in there, my teacher was like, oh, like, are you fine? And she was like, yeah, she, I was just like, she cleaned it up, um, but I don't need a Band-Aid, so I'm fine. And she was like, okay. And so I, like, had this, like, gaping, I remember it, gaping maybe is a strong word for it, but it was like a chunk was taken out of my nose. Like, it wasn't just, like, a little cut. Like, it was, like, one of those cuts that is, like, deep, and you can tell, like, hit through a couple layers even though as I'm feeling my nose right now it's not like my nose has multiple layers of like skin in the sense of like other places my nose skin feels really thin is that the case for everybody is this normal I feel like I can feel a tiny layer of skin and then my bone is like right there or whatever this is cartilage is your nose just cartilage right anyway I don't know much about the skeleton so yeah, I just ripped it off because I was like, for some reason in my mind, I thought that having this like deep cut um, that was like super red and like scabbing over was less embarrassing than having a Band-Aid on my nose. Even a couple years later, I was like, that's why, like probably like the next year I was like, that's weird. Why did I think that? And it's not like I was like embarrassed about the cut but for some reason, a Band-Aid seemed super embarrassing to me. Like, just like, I like I don't know if I thought it was not tough or something. Like, having a Band-Aid was, like, wimpy. But I was just, like, having this Band-Aid on my nose for everybody to see is so embarrassing. And so I ripped it off. That's so weird. Like, why are kids like that? Anyway, my friend who had this idea told me her story and it was so funny. I have to read it to you and I got permission to read this. So don't worry. I'm not telling her stories without permission. Um, but she said, mine is in second grade. My pants ripped right down the crotch at recess. Luckily, I found my male teacher before the rest of class, the class lined up at the end of recess and he sent me to the nurse. Well, the nurse wasn't there and I didn't know what to do. So I walked over to my classroom and opened the door, <laughs> pinching my ripped pants together at the crotch, which I'm sure drew only drew more attention to the fact they were torn. But I had eight-year-old logic. I'm sorry, but imagining 
because <laughs> that's totally something I would do is be like, I'll pinch them closed. Even though you walk in and you're just standing in class, like people look over and they're like, why is she just pinching her clothes that like pinching her pants shut? Anyway, stood there in the doorway and told him the nurse wasn't there. He called her and she had made her way back to her office. So I had to walk all the way back, still holding my crotch. And she gave me a pair of pants, a pair of jeans to wear. I still remember the jeans. They were hideous and not my style. Um, (laughs) Just the pinching of the crotch closed is so funny to imagine. And maybe it's less funny if you don't know this friend, but just, I can just picture her in my mind thinking that this was a good idea and being like, I'll just pinch them closed and then it won't be as apparent that I ripped them. Um, Yeah. Oh my gosh. That's just so funny to me because I, I just love kid logic. Like looking back on my kid logic for things, I'm like, yeah, this makes so much sense. And then even just a few years later, you look back and you're like, that was the dumbest thing I could have done. Why was that a good idea? Why did I think that was a good idea? Um, I just remember a lot of times being super embarrassed, thinking that everybody was, like, everyone thought I was embarrassing, even though no one even cared. Like, I remember I played baseball for a season, and I struck out one time as coach pitch, and I struck out one time in the whole season. And that one time I struck out, I was like, I'm awful. I'm terrible. Everybody's laughing at me. Everyone thinks I'm so bad at this, and I quit baseball right after that because I was like I simply cannot do it um nobody cared people were striking out all the time it was I was literally five years old six max like we were children learning to play a new sport um and yet in my mind I was like that's so embarrassing but that also could be because I may or may not have always been a slight perfectionist and I don't know how to handle something if I'm not instantly good at it um So maybe that's more of what it was and less of me being a child, but we don't need to get into that. It's fine. We don't need to get into that right now. Um, I'm going to pause this for a moment because I'm going to look up and see if there's any funny, embarrassing elementary school student, uh, elementary school stories online. I'm sure there are. Um, And maybe take a second and ponder if I have any more. I'm positive I have more. I was an embarrassing child just in general. Um... But, like, those are the two that stand out vividly in my mind. So let me take a second, see if there's any other ones I can think of, see if I can find some funny stories, and then we'll jump back into it. Okay, I'm back. So I found a few. Um, There's some that's just, like, classic. There was one, there's one article that's, like, classic embarrassing moments from elementary school that everyone can relate to. So we're going to go over that first, and then there's one that has embarrassing high school memories there's not like a a good compilation that I could find um of elementary school but high school can work too I feel like that's like a different kind of embarrassing to be honest because that's like that kind of embarrassment stays with you forever that's no longer like a it's not as embarrassing anymore that just I feel like is embarrassing forever but it should work for the purposes of this um of this episode Sorry, I just looked up. Um, never mind. I thought there was another promising article that I could use, but there's a middle school one. 
Um, oh my gosh. The first one on the middle school one is they got caught sexting via email. Her mom read it all over the phone to my mom. That's horrific, actually. Horrific. Okay, we're going to the elementary school stories that everyone can relate to. Calling your teacher mom is number one. Um, I do remember being absolutely mortified when I called my teacher mom. It happened a couple times. And I, yeah, you just, thanks mom or something. And you're so embarrassed at the time. And then some other kid does it like a week later. Like, I feel like everybody has done that at some point or another. That you called your teacher mom. Um, and it was mortifying. But then you look back and it's just funny. So that does totally fit the topic today. Um, walking into the wrong bathroom. <laughs> Been there, done that. Um, and then someone... This one says the nose picker and the glue eater, whether it was you or another kid in class. We've all seen this one. That's true. Neither of them were me. Um, Being forced to play the recorder. Okay, here's the thing. Did everybody do this? I remember having to learn how to play the recorder. But why was that? Like, who came up with that idea? Why did someone say, let's make everybody learn to play the recorder? Because... I know a lot of people who all of their schools, they had to learn how to play the recorder. And why? It's not like we were good. It's not like I know how to play a recorder now. I never picked it up ever again. Um, Yeah. I don't think anything, nothing embarrassing happened to me while I was learning to play the recorder. I was fine at it, but I also learned to play the piano around that same time. So I did already know how to like read music. So I wasn't like necessarily good at the recorder, but I don't feel like it's something you can be really that bad at. You know what I mean? Um, It's just, it is what it is. Like it's, <laughs> I feel like everyone pretty much sounds the same on the recorder. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe some people are like prodigies, but anyway, being picked last is the next one. I'm not going to sit here and brag about it, but I also cannot relate to that because I was very athletic as a child, so I was never picked last. I was usually picked as one of the first kids, even over the boys, which made me very, very proud of myself. Um, Or I was usually, like, the team captain. But, yeah. No, when we played, I played soccer at recess every day. And if I wasn't, I didn't love actually being the captain, So usually one of my friends was the captain and then because I was friends with them and because I was really good at soccer when I was a kid, I was usually picked first or second. Um, So, but we usually always did the same teams anyway, so we didn't often have to pick. Every so often we would switch it up and pick new teams. For the most part, we just played on the same teams every day. So that didn't really, that really wasn't a big deal. But I will say now at this point in my life, I'm not like athletic anymore. So that would... Now I probably would be picked last, but when I was in elementary school, that didn't happen. Um, But also speaking of athletics, I just saw that just recently um, the world record for 5,000 meters was broken and this woman ran, it was the, for the women, the women's world record, record. Um, but a woman ran the 5,000 meters, which if you live in the United States, is a little over three miles, I believe, um, in 14 minutes. Like, I 
can't. Yeah, it's just a little over three miles. I was just making sure. Um, I could not do that. I could not run that fast. <laughs> I mean, obviously, most people can't because she broke the world record. So she is the fastest woman at that race um, of all time. But that's just, I can't even really comprehend that. Um, back in junior high when I was on the track team and I had to, that actually, the, me being on the track team is a treasure trove of embarrassing moments because I'm not a runner. I have never been a runner. I hate running with every part of my soul and my body. Um, but I was on the volleyball team in ninth grade and then I was still in like the PE hour of school, like the last period of my junior high was like for people who were on sports because you would just start practice during sixth hour and then go after school or whatever. Like your practice would continue to after school or like if you had a game that day, then sixth hour was usually spent driving to the new school or getting driving to that place or like warming up and getting ready for a game, et cetera, et cetera. So yeah, I still had six period PE, but I no longer had a sport because volleyball had ended and track season was starting. And the assistant coach for volleyball was the main coach for track. And so she was like, she was like the distance coach for track. And so she was like trying to recruit people because we didn't have a lot of people at my school who wanted to be on the track team. Surprise, surprise. Other than like sprinters. So she didn't really have any distance runners. And so she asked me to be on the team just like to be like another body basically. And I was like, I cannot stress to you how bad at running I am. Like I can run for like the sake of a sport. Like I could sprint to the ball if it was going to drop on the ground during volleyball or I could run up and down the soccer field. But like that's different because you're not just like constantly 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 running so I was just like I cannot I literally cannot do this and she was like no I really need I really need somebody else to be on the team and I felt bad and I really liked her as a person she was a really good coach and so I was like okay fine I'll do it and I joined it and it was a horrible 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 mistake this is something I don't think I'm embarrassed about it anymore but I was so bad at it and they put me over the two mile, which like I was running against people who actually wanted to be distance runners and I was so bad at it. I was like walking like half of my races because I couldn't even run two miles without stopping. By the end of the season, I could, but I was so slow. It was basically walking. It was so embarrassing. I do think back on it and I remember my, I uh, was she my art teacher? I had a teacher that I really liked and now I can't remember what class she even taught. It was either like art or maybe I didn't do music in high in junior high, I don't think. So she had to have been like my art teacher or something. But she came to one of my meets because she used to be a long distance runner. And I was talking to her about it. And I was like, I'm so bad. And she's like, I'll come support you. And I was like, please don't. Actually, please don't come. And she came and I was like dying. And she was like, come on, Sarah. I know it's hard, but I know you, I, like, you can keep doing it. I remember her yelling that and I remember being like, that's really sweet. But I also remember wanting to die because I was like, this is so embarrassing. People were lapping me when I tell you people were actually lapping me on a weekly basis. And somehow 
at the time it was embarrassing, but I was mostly just like, I'm so tired and people don't really pay attention to that because while that race is going, unless you have a kid involved. So I'm sure the other parents were like, what in the world is she doing? She's so bad. Why is she on the team? And to be honest, for some reason that doesn't embarrass me, embarrass me to think about. And even at the time, I don't think I really thought about it. Um, because I know like not even my own friends were paying attention to me because usually at that point they were like long jump was going on or like the discus throw or like other fun things were happening actually like in the middle of the field. So people weren't really paying attention to the people who were doing a bunch of laps, like eight laps around, around the track, you know? Um, anyways, so yeah, I, but I remember being embarrassed at the end or like when people would lap me, I remember being so embarrassed because I was like, I'm so slow at this and why am I even doing this? But we could, we like had to have somebody in every event. Like they didn't want to, they didn't want to have to, um, whatever, be disqualified or be like, not have somebody participate. I don't there There's a word for that, but I don't remember be, um, now I feel dumb because I can't remember the word for when you don't have someone who can participate in that event. But anyway, they wanted to have somebody, at least one person for every event. And I was like, I remember telling her, like, I was like, I'm never going to win. Like, I'm never going to win. I'm always going to be in last place. And she was like, that's fine. (laughs) I was like, okay. Like, she was like, we'd rather have someone be in last place than not, than have no one in that race. And I don't remember why. I think there's some rules to it for track maybe you get points just for participation I don't know I didn't really pay attention to the track points because I knew I was never going to do this ever again um but yeah I suffered through a whole track season being in last place all the time and you know the one time I won I don't even think it was first place I think it was like I I got a decent time and it was like 16 minutes for two miles that was my best time and I didn't even run the full two miles I was counting the amount of times going through and because other people had finished the race and I was like in the middle of the pack at this point when I was really in actual last place, I was kind of in the middle of the pack. And so somebody was like, good job. Like when I crossed, they were like, good job. You finished. Woohoo. And like, they like took me off the track and I was like, oh, like, okay, I guess I lost. Like, I was like, maybe I lost track of like counting how many times I've gone around. Maybe I am done. Um, And then as I was sitting there, I was like, Nah, I for sure think that this is wrong. And I think that I was pulled off one lap too early. But I didn't say anything. I was like, a win is a win. A win is a win. I didn't even place regardless. The first three have already gone through. It doesn't matter in the grand scheme of things. Um, So I'm going to take it and I'm going to say that that's my best time. But basically, my best time... At the two mile, which is not even accurate because I still had one more lap to go. My best time is still two minutes slower than someone's best time at three miles. That's just like, look, I'm not embarrassed by that because some people are more are born to run. Some people are not. And I am not one of those people who was born to run. So that's fine. I'm happy for her. I'm happy for her incredible talent and skill and that she is the world champion well deserved um but it is wild to think about the fact that she is faster than me going three miles than I am going two miles and quite frankly at this point in time I don't even know that I could run one mile at all 
let alone in 14 minutes. So I would be hobbling, hobbling across the finish line 30 minutes after I started. So anyway, that's a fun fact. Um, okay, moving on. Somebody said you're wearing your underwear or okay back to the elementary school embarrassing things that apparently everyone can relate to somebody said your underwear is on the outside of your pants I have never seen that in my life like I've actually never seen that somebody going to school like maybe they mean like your underwear is pulled up outside of your pants so people could see it like you pulled your underwear up too high and so you could see it or your shirt was kind of tucked into your underwear maybe but even then I don't actually remember like witnessing that um for getting to put your name on your paper I think everybody can relate to that but I don't remember being embarrassed by that so I don't think that's super embarrassing I think it's just that just happens you just forget I did go through a phase in junior high where I like misspelled my name like I left off the last letter in my last name constantly I don't don't know why but I always like I always left it off. Like my, a couple of my teachers would like write the last letter in my name in. And so I would get my papers or tests back and be like, oh, that's weird that I misspelled my last name. But it was seriously for like a whole semester. I just kept forgetting to write the last letter on my name. And I would just move on to the test. I don't know. I mean, luckily people could still obviously tell who I was because every other letter was there. But that wasn't even that embarrassing. I was just like, what's actually wrong with me? Like, what's happening to me that I (laughs) keep misspelling my own name? Um, Okay, so we're going to end, though, with the high school embarrassing moments because these are actually embarrassing. Um, Just a warning ahead of time. Some of these, at least one of them, does involve, like, vomit. So if you have a queasy stomach, Maybe this is the end of the podcast for you. Maybe you don't want to keep listening or you can just skip over this next story. But basically this person says, I suffered from horrible stage fright. All the sophomores were required to perform a dance. We choreographed ourselves in front of random teachers and faculty, which I will say is a ridiculous thing. Like, I don't understand why you would have, why would you, why would you be required to all sophomores, everyone in that grade were always required to perform a dance that you choreographed yourself for what for what reason is she at a dance school I need more details about this school as to why that would even be a thing anyway back to the story I dreaded this for weeks I picked Martina McBride's this one's for the girls on the performance day I was asked if I was ready and I nodded knowing I was not I heard the song start playing and I forcefully retched, exorcist projectile vomited all over the stage and down the steps in front of me. My instructor rushed toward me and I slipped forward and fell down the stairs in my vomit. All performances were postponed until the following day and I transferred out of that class. That is embarrassing but relatable maybe not relatable actually it is relatable for me because I have thrown up everywhere all over the place to be honest so this is relatable for me but um why would you even be required to do that I hope this was a lesson for that school to stop doing that was this a dance class like at first her saying I transferred out of that class makes me think, was it a dance class? But then earlier they say all sophomores were required to perform a dance. So, like, 
it's not just like that class I was in, you know? I have a lot of questions about that one, but that is embarrassing. I would be embarrassed. I don't think I would still be embarrassed as an adult about it, but at that time, absolutely would be embarrassed. Okay, next. I went to a pretty big high school with almost 5,000 students. When the bell rang, you wanted to get out of their ASAP so you didn't get stuck in the crowd. My mom would pick me up from outside the front gate. If you left class early to beat the crowd, sometimes the gate would still be locked because security hadn't unlocked it yet. This was a day when the gate was still locked, but I had jumped it plenty of times. I got up to the top of the fence, threw my backpack down to the other side, and decided how I wanted to land so I didn't hurt my ankles or anything. I soared off the fence, and it felt a little too breezy. I looked back to the fence, only to see my entire butt of my pants still hanging the, like, okay, yeah, like the butt part the seat of your pants, if you will, still hanging from the top. I hadn't realized my belt loop had gotten caught on one of the spokes and ripped off all of that fabric. To make it even better, the school crowd had just arrived witnessing the event. I had to wait another five minutes before my mom got to the school. I never jumped the fence again. It still haunts me to this day. Um, here's my question, however... That's embarrassing. I would be embarrassed about that. I would probably, would I still be embarrassed about it as an adult? Probably. To a degree. If I like, actually, I don't think that I would. Even if I met someone and they were like, I saw your butt, I'd be like, okay, (laughs) cool, congrats. Like at that time, I'd be pretty embarrassed about it. I don't know that I'd still be embarrassed. Like it wouldn't be my finest moment. It's not like I'd be telling the story all over the place, but... I don't know that it would keep me up at night anymore. It would take a couple years for me to get over it, for sure. It it would have to be, like, well after I left that school. But I don't know that I'd be bothered about it into my adulthood. I don't know, though. I never experienced it, so I I can't tell you for sure. Um, I don't blame them for still being haunted by it, because that is a very embarrassing moment. But um, mostly I want to know, why did you jump the fence if your mom wasn't even there yet? You know? Like, I get that you wanted to get out of the crowd, but at the same time, if you just waited at the front of the gate and they opened the gate for you, like, your mom's not even there yet, you know? So you're just just jumping the fence just to wait in the crowd while you're waiting for your mom. So I really am curious about that logic, but, you know, I'm sorry for that moment for you. Uh, Okay, moving on, moving on. We're getting close to the end of my episode, so... I'm going to just try to find some of the best ones. This person said that they they fainted and peed all over themselves in the auditorium on the on, on the auditorium floor during a formal dance. So apparently they said lesson learned your bladder can also relax if you faint. Always go to the bathroom ASAP. Which I don't really understand that. Do they just mean whenever you feel like you have to go to the bathroom to go? Because if you fainted, you can't go to the bathroom ASAP, you know? You're unconscious but anyway they said the worst part is once I I fainted and recovered insisted I was fine and got halfway across the dance floor and then everything went hazy and I blacked out again I woke up to a huge bearded chaperone holding me up vaguely aware something was trickling down my leg he said yeah you peed and hugged me there was an actual puddle at my feet and my shoes were were soaked They said that they had mono at the time without realizing it. So they were sick, obviously. So maybe they just mean like 
don't insist you're fine if you faint and like let them help you get out so that you don't faint again. But I mean, I probably would also have insisted I was fine. Even if I like had fully fainted, I almost fainted once at work. I feel like I've told this story before. I almost fainted once at work because I had to get blood drawn for something like at work, like at my workplace, we had to get our blood drawn. Um, it's a long story. It doesn't matter. Anyway, I had to get my blood drawn. So I did. And I had gone my blood drawn before and had not really felt lightheaded. So I was like, I'll be fine. My blood was drawn. And then I moved to the next little place where I had to get a drug test. So I had to pee into a cup. Um, it was like this whole physical onboarding type dealio, but everybody had to do it. I don't know. I also don't really know why I said dealio anyway, but I was standing for the next portion of my, cause I did it in a, I did it in an incorrect order. Okay. So I was standing up after I got my blood drawn and I start to feel myself getting really, really, really lightheaded. And like, it had gotten to the point where I couldn't see anything. Like my full vision had been blacked out completely. I could not see one thing. All of the blood had drained from my head, it felt. I was so lightheaded. They had me sign my name on a little piece of paper before they gave me the cup to go into the bathroom. And I remember thinking, I can't ask to sit down. This is me as a full grown adult, okay? Mid 20s. So I'm still doing embarrassing nonsense to this day. I was like, I can't pass out because that's, or I can't ask to sit down. Like, I can't tell them I feel lightheaded because that's embarrassing. Like, it's embarrassing for me to be lightheaded after getting my blood drawn. So I can't tell them. And I remember telling my mom this story later and she was like, but isn't it more embarrassing if you passed out? And I was like, yeah, but I didn't think about that. (laughs) Like, I didn't think that was a possibility because I was like, I refuse to pass out. And I fully willed myself to stay conscious because I couldn't see anything genuinely. They were like, here's a piece of paper. And I could like barely like there was like a tiny like little tunnel hole in my vision basically where I could kind of see. And like I just like wrote nonsense down, hoped it was on the right line, hoped it was my name. And then they gave me this cup. And I knew once they gave me the cup, I could like go like sit on the toilet And so I knew I would be fine because I could sit down at that point. But I was genuinely like practically gripping the wall walking into the bathroom. I am sure they were like, what is wrong with this with this woman? Um, Anyway, yeah. So I did my drug test and I also like sat on the toilet with my head between my knees basically (laughs) to like get the blood back. Anyway, I finished. I went back to my desk and then I was telling the people around me and I was like, this is what just happened. And they were like, what is wrong with you? Why? Like, you almost passed out. What is wrong with you? And so they made me go get, like, some, like, orange juice and snacks and just, like, rest for a second. Anyway. Good times. Good times. <laughs> um, okay. I feel like we have time for, like, one or two more. Um, okay. Let's see. Someone else had their pants rip. This seems to be a common occurrence. So, at my friend listening to this, your pants ripping was not abnormal you were you have more there are more strength uh there's strength in your numbers what am I trying to say there's many of you you're not alone with your pants ripping um you guys could form some sort of like group therapy or um you know just just commiserate with each other I guess 
Uh, okay, so this one is pretty bad. <laughs> this one's pretty embarrassing. So they say, I've always been the quiet girl in the background. Do what I'm told. Don't talk much. Nothing really special. One day I stayed behind with my history teacher because I needed the help with a project. And he said I could stay if I were okay with him recording for our next lesson. I said, fine, as long as I'm not heard in it. About 15 minutes into the recording, I farted. I thought it was quiet, but it wasn't. He said he would record again, but from home. Fast forward to our next lesson, and about 15 minutes into the recording, everyone is quiet and focused, and you hear someone in the recording fart loud. Then you hear my voice saying, sorry. At this point, my teacher is trying to stop the recording. After about 20 tries, he stops it, but everyone is looking at me. Some are laughing. I was dying inside. Yeah, I would be, I would be embarrassed. I think even to this day as an adult, I would be embarrassed by that. I can't explain why I would still be embarrassed about that. Just everybody, everybody laughing at you is just, yeah, that would, I'm sorry to that person. I would definitely still be embarrassed by this. Um, Okay, this other one I want to talk about quickly because they say during the fall play in my senior year, I received a handmade flower on multiple nights from a secret admirer. I figured they were in the production like me. I was part of the backstage crew. Unfortunately, I was right. Turns out that the other girls on the crew felt sorry for me and wanted me to have some romance. I don't get that, okay? I'm going to have to end on this one because I don't understand that. I immediately was heated reading that because like, why would you think that's a good idea? For anyone who wants to do that, why would you think that's a good idea? I have had a friend send me flowers before as like a secret admirer, but I recognized his handwriting and I was like, hey, thanks. Because it was, it was in a sweet way. And he was like, oh, that was supposed to be a surprise. And then it was fine. It was as a friend thing. It was fine. It was cute, whatever. But like, For people to, like, pretend to be a secret admirer, he wasn't pretending to be a secret admirer. He was sending me flowers for, like, as a congratulations, like, here, like, have a good day. I hope you're, like, I hope everything goes well for you kind of thing. I guess not congratulations. But, like, it was not as a secret admirer. It just wasn't signed. And I knew who it was from. But, like, the secret admirer thing, when you're not actually a secret admirer, is so weird to like pretend to be a secret admirer to make somebody like to because you feel bad for somebody like what what are you gonna do when they want to find out who their secret admirer is because usually people are gonna want to find out and then are you gonna just keep going forever or then just be like "Mm, sorry I don't like you anymore and stop sending secret admirer things like What's the end game? I don't understand the logic behind this genuinely. I don't because you're just making things worse because then you're like, oh, I could have been fine not having a secret admirer, but now I find out that I ha- that I thought I had one, but it was really just people feeling bad for me. Like that's just so much worse. I don't I don't get it and it actually drives me kind of crazy. Um actually there's probably time for one more. Uh, okay. Let's end with this one. I was in, I was on an off-brand school cheer team and wanted to wear my uniform to school on Friday. Like the cool kids, what could make my outfit even cooler? Wearing a white training bra underneath, of course, before I even really needed it. I get to school and kids are pointing and laughing because they can see the bra peeking through the armholes of my uniform. I was so embarrassed. I rushed to the bathroom to remove the bra. I balled it up tightly in my fist opened my locker and threw the bra inside. 
Cut to a few minutes later, we can hear the classroom in the classroom that kids are getting loud and excitable in the hallway. My bra was laying in the middle of the hallway. I have no idea how I missed the locker, but it was all it was out for all to see. Instead of doing the sensible thing and pretending I had no idea whose it was, I ran forward, scooped it up, put it in my locker, cheeks burning. I would still be embarrassed about that just because I would have been embarrassed about my reaction. Like how they said, instead of doing the sensible thing and just pretending I had no ideas, idea whose it was, they like made it obvious that it was theirs. Whereas like I would immediately be like, no idea whose that is. No idea. And it, even if people were like, I saw you wearing it, I'd be like, you're crazy. And what are you, why were you even looking? You perv. Like I would like turn it back on them and I would go to my grave being like, that wasn't me. It wasn't me. It wasn't me. It wasn't mine. I don't know what you're talking about. It wasn't mine. Like, even if they were like, your name is written in it. I was like, I'd be like, somebody's framing me. That's not mine. I would deny it to the day I died. Maybe that's exaggerating, but I would deny it at least for like the rest of that year for sure. So that's embarrassing just because of the reaction, because I would have lied. I would have blatantly lied about it being mine. If it was something that was embarrassing to me, like I remember in elementary school, I started my period in elementary school in like sixth grade. And so I was wearing pads and one of my pads fell out of my backpack and it was so close to my backpack. And these kids in my class were like laughing at it because they're immature, you know, and we're like, who's this? I mean, it was not a used pad. Obviously, it was an unused, new, unopened pad. But people could tell what it was. And they were like, oh, my gosh, who's using a like who's on their period? What is that? Oh, my gosh. And like act, it was the boys. Obviously, there was not a girl doing that. All the boys were being dumb about it. And they were like, Sarah, it's right by your desk. And I was like, it's not mine. And they were like, it has to be yours. It's right here. And I was like, it's not. It's not mine. And I just, like, looked them dead in the eye and I was like, it's not mine. I don't know what you're talking about. Until they, like, got embarrassed and they left. (laughs) Because I, like, refused to, like, get embarrassed or own up to it or anything. I just, like, stared them dead in the eye and just lied through my teeth. And then after they left, I, like, picked it up and shoved it in 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 my backpack. And all the other girls knew it was mine. And they all saw me and they were like, we got you. We're not gonna rat you out. We got you. And that's that on female solidarity. But anyway, yeah, I would have denied it. Absolutely. At least, at least until it died down. Maybe once it died down and it wasn't so fresh in your memory, then you could be like, oh yeah, that was mine actually. And they all probably might've known, but in the moment when you're embarrassed, it's just easier to not to deny it. I feel like. Maybe that's, I mean, that's obviously not the honest thing, but sometimes you've got to be dishonest to get yourself out of embarrassing situations. So that's my advice for you today. If you need to lie so that you're not embarrassed, go for it. <laughs> you have my permission. Um. Okay, I think that's all for today. I'm going to go finish my animal documentary. Um. But I hope you have a wonderful day and... I hope I didn't bring up any embarrassing moments for you, but if I did, hopefully you can take this time to recover from them and move on and be okay. Yeah, that's it. This has been your weekly dose of serotonin. Bye.